Herald of Steel beckons. War on the horizon. Chaos reigns supreme. But who will save us? Beckons of the Herald of Steel is a 5th edition homebrew campaign. It is a high fantasy and old school flavored campaign run by me, the young Rognard, and my friends. Let's meet those friends now. I am Anthony Santiago, and I'm playing Norhill Hammerstone, Dwarven Fighter. I'm Jared, and I'll be playing Jarzak, the Orc Warlock. I'm Ryan, and I'm going to be playing Klika, the Goblin Sorcerer. I'm Veronica. I'll be playing Anton, the Human Cleric. While many prophecies are written, our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure. All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the podcast. In the last episode, we did a bunch of fun stuff in the beckons of the Herald of Steel campaign, the uh, first adventure series, The Queen, first quest, Scraping the Barrel. And it seems like we're about to reach the end of this brutal intro adventure, or quest, rather. Uh, in the last episode, our party had made it a long way down a river, the East Run River, where they had encountered many a strange thing along the way, uh, with Kalika encountering a group of orcs and having a strange sense of kinship after being gifted a blade and recounting what she had heard about the beckons of the Herald of Steel with these orcs who were very interested, though not very combative. Very strange stuff, probably sowing seeds for a later storyline. Um, but apart from that, I don't know, I guess Anton took some hard drugs to the face or something like that at some point and fell asleep in a barrel and I don't know. Jarzak wears bugs now. If you didn't hear the last episode, I don't know why you're here. But you know what? We're going to just jump right into this next episode. How's that sound, everybody? So we have our... Who's yelling at me? Are you yelling at me, Jared? I said, great. You asked, how's that sound, everybody? I was the only one who responded. Come on, guys. That's because I know Dan asked a lot of rhetorical hey. questions in the intro. Like, a lot. And I like so to answer them every it's now and then. It's my thing. Sorry, okay. I hesitated. <laughs> and then Ronnie from the... I hesitated! As if the guilt of the encounter just finally okay. vomited from you. Like, I felt so proud. Why didn't you back me up? Ronnie, Ronnie was on mute again, you know? <laughs> so that... Our quartet of heroes stands in a short hallway, or a very, actually a very long hallway, uh, bleeding off of the river, um, where a couple of corpses float. A Anton has a wet, soppy cocaine face, and where we've got Jarzak still wreathed in bugs, and we've got Norhill and Klika. But Klika just showed off that she's got a super sweet dagger, and totally that's what happened in the last episode. I don't know if Klika would actually have the dagger in any way visible or whatever, but... The, the dagger you got in the last episode, is that something that you have available for people to see? Is that something you're going to use, or...? I think she probably had it out when the barrel was getting opened. Like, you know, because she didn't know if it was going to be friend or foe. Stabs and when she saw it was, Yeah, <laughs> once she saw it was the big friendly nose, nose she's come to know and love, she was like, oh, okay, I know that nose, and put the dagger away. Very good. Um, so now, also, I don't know if you had a name for the dagger, but I had a name for it, but I, I, his name is Flicka. 
No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> wasn't that a book? Wasn't that a thing, Flicker? Yeah, that was a horse. I was thinking the name of the dagger would be Flicker, as you notice from swinging it around that if you actually make it land in contact with anything, the little eyes on the skull light up a little tiny glimmer of green as they do. Neat. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Flicker. Um, and so, yeah. So I guess you guys see that she has a dagger that apparently she never had before, and you've seen her fighting with daggers since the get-go. So I don't know if anybody wanted to question that. Well, that's new, but there are two new things going on around here. And Norhill sort of, you know, uh, looks back over his shoulder at Jarzak's spooky bugs. <laughs> I think, I think we've been like this the whole time, buddy. I don't think that's true, but I'll take your word for it. Right, there are more important things to worry about. We have so, to find the leader. Um, Kalika talked to some orcs on the way down. Did you guys oh, talk to any orcs on the way down? Or was it just Kalika? Did, didn't sound like orcs to me. Yeah, they were talking um goblin with me. Oh, so it was big, strong goblins. Uh, they, I didn't ask, actually. Huh. It could have been. It Maybe was just bug bears. Just bug bears. You could just have no clue. Uh, guys it was, it was a bug bear, an owl bear, and a hobgoblin for some reason. <laughs> One of them had a beak, but I don't remember which. <laughs> I didn't think to ask. He seemed like he'd be self-conscious about it. Yeah. He had the prettiest eyes, though, and that's all I could look at. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that in this adventure, this conversation actually happened. That after killing a couple of cultists, the group is just like, well, were they orcs or were they just really tall goblins? And then Norhill's like, could have been bugbears. And they all just like, <laughs> one of them had a beak. <laughs> but, uh, and just cracking up over a couple of corpses floating down the river. I don't know why that image <laughs> to me is still so haunting, but. Luckily, we got them past Anton before she woke up, before he woke up. Very good. Yeah, and um, so I gave the Yorks some rations because they gave me this dagger, and it makes me see good. It was very kind of you, Klika. Very generous. That's yeah. three different levels gives, of dangerous. Anton gives her a pat on the head. You could have just eaten your carrots like a good goblin. Oh, well, I don't even really like the carrots. What was Norhill saying? I was just saying that that's three different layers of dangerous for what you've done. You shouldn't let them go. Um, well, he turned invisible after I gave him the dagger. And then the other, I couldn't get back in the barrel myself. So then another one had to put me in the barrel and then closed it. So then I couldn't stop him anymore. I mean, we... Even more shows, they turn invisible. I, I well, thought we were on the page of trusting invisible. Is that not, not the case? I have not trusted this invisible man since we've met him. Then why are we here? <laughs> why, why didn't you speak up? Well, because this is the belly of the beast, clearly. Maybe the invisible man was the beast. Well, if he is, we'll have to go back and find him. The, the orcs, they call this place the furnace, and... Um, they talked about the Herald of Steel, and they said something like what the 
uh, Invisible Man was saying too about Beckons. So there's a lot, I think. A lot of invisible people are getting calls from Steel. Do all invisible people like talk to each other? Or I, Kalika just doesn't know. Oh yeah, Jarzak doesn't know either. Kalika, it's okay. Also, what's this? And then Kalika picks up the bug spray thing and sprays it in the air. (laughs) (laughs) And you notice that on this tuft of the thing, there's really not much of anything left in it. You just get a little minor little. Dang it. Like, dang it, I wanted a TPK. Click a it like it's snow. You know? Anton purposely takes that thing and chucks it in Like, don't touch that. What else are you guys going to throw in this fucking river anyway? Yep. You just told Klika she did a good job, and then she gets something new, and you take it away from her and throw it in a river. Yeah, yeah. Eat it down the river. Yeah, hey, Anton, that that's littering. You know that, right? The fish in this river are gonna be breathing that in. Yeah. Those are creatures of the Illuminator, you jerk. After <laughs> drives back through bodies. To the surface. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> so anyway, okay, so what's the party gonna do now? Head down to the uh, entryway there, the uh, main hall? Yeah. Yeah, okay. wherever those stairs they mentioned were, I guess. So, hallway down here is about 10 feet wide, um, and the ceiling seems to be kind of carved out, but it's about 10 feet tall. Um, so, what's the marching order of the party? Are we going to have, like, Jarzak and Norihill in the front, and then Kalika and Anton behind, or Conga line? Who's in the front? Uh, Jarzak will go in the front. Yeah, and then and Norhill behind, just by virtue of the fact that he's but- slower. Okay. I'm, I mean, Jarzak can walk at pace with Norhill. So they're I side see. by side. So yeah, we'll do two by two. Okay. So do we just... need to cast light for any reason? Like, is it and is is it difficult to see down here? I mean, it seems like the place is pretty well illuminated. Okay. Um, and so who was in the front line again? So was it Norhill and Jarzak, or is it, or is Norhill in the back? Jarzak. Okay. Okay, cool. So then with that, the group uh, marches down the stretch of hallway about 60 to 80 feet down to the end. And before you is a section that's about, I would say like 20 feet square down here. Um, There's two passages. One of them is a stairwell that's like carved out of the stone. As you guys are just in something of like a cave down here. Um, All this is just cavernous design with no like hardened floors or anything other than what's been carved out of the ground. so there's a stairwell directly before you that goes all the way up, seemingly to up whatever is upstairs. Um, but to your right, there's a small storage room that seems to be left ajar. And you guys can see just stacks of broken barrels that have been smacked, like snapped to pieces and turned into almost like kindling for wood or whatever, like uh, for fires rather. Um, and you see a bunch of the metal bars used to kind of hold the barrels together strung up in a pile. You see a couple of tables and chairs down here, some candles that have melted pretty well down to the bottom with some old playing cards and dice. And you see a handful of gold coins on the table, about five of them in total that have been down here, a couple of old wine bottles and some stale bread. So what do you do? Jarzak will scoop the gold. 
quickly go we'll check and the cards to see who was winning, who had the winning hand. <laughs> Very good. You can tell one hand actually had some fake cards in it that somebody had kind of like scribbled over and scratched over what was originally written and put in some fake ones. So one person was winning, but they're a real loser for cheating. This has been a PSA from your friends at Young Grog Nerd Podcast. Or something, I guess. You can stab those ones with the dagger. That sounds about right. That sounds good enough to me. Um, okay, so what's the plan? The stairwell itself is not 10 feet, so we're going to have to conga line it. So who's going to start heading up that way first? Charzak will. Okay. Uh-huh. So Charzak starts walking towards the stairwell and walking up it. Um, and as you step on the third stair along the way, you notice that this stair, though stone, like the rest, you feel some strange sense of, I don't know, an uh-oh in your guts as you push down and you feel the stairs sink in a little bit. And you notice that it was actually a metal plate kind of sitting like an inch over the rest of the stairs. And as you step down on it, you hear a single chink noise and a couple of rocks come falling directly down upon your head as if hanging on very loosely by threads above. And a couple of rocks just come clanking down on your head. So what's your armor class? 16. Okay, so the rocks come falling down and bonk you on the noggin, and you take five points of damage as you just get battered by a bunch of stones that fall down. And looking up, you can see that there's like a little metal dumper up top that has just been like pulled open, and the stones fell out and clonked you on the head. Uh, that Ouch. was rude. And you look down now, and you can see like how clear that trap on the stair was. But it looks very fresh and very new, as if somebody like put it together like yesterday or something. You know what I'm saying? And with that, Jarzak's uh, bug armor kind of dissipates. Oh, does it? It sure does. Uh, guys, we should probably rest up here now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my bug armor back. Yeah, let's go back to that room. You're not looking so bad to me. I just need to be uh, keep a sharp eye out for further traps. Yeah, maybe you should go first, Norhill. <laughs> yeah, Norhill, that's victim blaming. Go ahead, you first. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, so uh, Norhill will you know, go up the stairs carefully, um, you know, sort of using the blunt end of um, the war pick to check each stair for more traps. Okay, and so as you continue up the stairs, uh, you keep prodding at the stairs every once in a while, and you make it to a landing um, about five steps further than where you guys were just at, uh, and as you turn to the left to continue further up the stairs, you notice that about the third step on this one, you see another one of those plates um, on the stair, and as you look directly up, you see another, like one of those dumper metal vats, and you see a trio of boulders that are stacked like perfectly so that they're hanging in the crevice above your head, but they don't look unlike much of the natural stonework. So you can see that they, they clearly rigged these traps along the way. And again, just judging by how like fresh this metal looks and how much like there's no dust hanging on any of this stuff, this is very new. Uh, does anybody have any chalk or charcoal or anything? I, I mean, I have a tinder box, would that have? And that would just have flint, right? Yeah. Um, was there anything like that back down in the storeroom? Or no. Even if they had any, like, no? Okay, so we'll just need to remember that this step here 
um, you said that it was the third step around a bend. Mm -hmm. The third step around this bend. So that everybody easily steps over it, um, but Jarzak steps too far and steps on the next trap. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, no. You know, you gotta love D&D's traps. It's just, it's always such a health tax. And you know what? Fuck all y'all. They knew you were coming. Um, but anyway, the party makes it up another few dozen uh, yards up this slope of stairs here, and you make it to a well-reinforced wooden door, which has held a little bit ajar. Again, there's some torches along the way up here, so you're never, like, stuck in the dark for any of it, um, but you can tell now at the at the top landing that this door is held slightly ajar, as if people came down here, and they were probably planning on coming back out. Or they're just lazy and were raised in a barn. Cool. So, what is Norhill doing? Um, can you try to peek through the crack in the door? Sure. And as you peek through and look around the corner, you don't see much of anything other than the flickering of the uh, torches on the walls in here. Um, what you see before you is, however, a long stretching hallway, and it seems to widen back out again to 10 feet wide, but it seems to arc back about 30 or 40 feet. Okay, so Norhill is going to slowly push open the door the rest of the way. Okay. Um, and there are a bunch of ball bearings on the top step that you slip on and come tumble. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's just Home Alone. I just made Home Alone okay. again. Um, but with that, you push the door open and you see before you that hallway as I described. Um, but at the ending on the left, it arcs a turn before another doorway. So do we want to resume the other marching order as before? Indeed. Okay, so the party fills out the hallway and moves cautiously down the hall, prodding at the floor as I would imagine you would after seeing two rock traps, um, until you get around the corner and you see the wooden door over here. Uh, but this wooden door has that kind of cheesy cliche like Dungeness door with the little metal bars at the top at about eye level, and you can like see through. Uh, and as you look through the little holes here, you can see the rest of the hall before you, like continuing through, um, where there are three individual doors down this little section of hall beyond the door, two on the left, one on the right, and there's a pathway directly to your right that seems to go off somewhere else down another hall. It's hard to tell because you'd be looking around the angle, like the, around the bend, but yeah. So well, actually, assuming that this um, uh, dungeon is designed for you know, uh, normal height, uh, medium-sized creatures, no hill can't see through the eye level grading on the door. You tippy-toe, okay? I don't know, Anthony. I'm trying to be helpful here. So Norhill sees Jack's shit, and he says, there might be a monster back behind this door. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> I'm just saying, Norhill doesn't do that yet. So we're going back? That sounds pretty good. Okay. Stop. Quest complete. And a little fanfare plays in the background. Also, did somebody need to heal Jarzak? Oh, that's kind of oh, I didn't know if he wanted to like, heal for five points. Did, did, did Jarzak want to heal for five points? No, nope. I've taken yeah. nine points in total, but five of it was blocked from my armor, so. Oh, that looks okay. Yeah. Yeah, so quit being a baby. All right, so now, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so now, what's the plan for the party? Continue through the door. 
So as you push the door open and take your first couple steps in, you notice the door creaks loudly and like echoes down this hall. Um, and as you step through, you notice something kind of peculiar as you push this door open. Um, and especially Anton probably notices this most of all. But one thing that you pick up on is all the torches and everything that are dangling in the sconces on the walls or whatever. You notice that they flicker and like the light just kind of does that thing where, you know, the nature of fire being such a moving thing that it's naturally going to give off kind of like moving light. But when you push this door open, there's no sense of wind behind you and there's no sense of wind coming from the right through the passage I mentioned before. But you do notice that a lot of the torches almost like one by one coming towards you guys, they flicker in a way as if something's pushing them aside or like traveling through the lights and is like pushing them in a way that like somebody's like blowing at them. You know what I mean? And the reason why I say Anton notices this is you feel a strange prickly biting at the back of your neck all of a sudden when you see that as if something is like silently, supernaturally moving directly towards you. And as it gets close enough that it like comes like, <gasps> and like it's close enough to you, you see like, again, the torches right around you start to like flicker as if the wind just gusted through, but nothing is around. I get my, I get my shield up and I say, I think, there's a chance either something supernatural is around here or more of those invisible figures. Something's not right. Dun, dun, dun. So, before Wait, the party... do you mean, like, invisible like the orcs or invisible like the the tavern ghost? Like, like, the, like the tavern ghost. Or, okay. Or invisible like an actual ghost. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten three different I, flavors of I still haven't been able to fight one yet. That's really the point here. I'm glad we stopped for it. No, I'm just kidding. But the uh, before you guys, again, directly ahead of you, there are two passages on the left, one passage on the right in this hallway. The hallway itself arcs back about 80 or so feet down to the end. Um, and to your right is a passage that veers off directly to your right and it makes it to a heavily reinforced door um, with what looks to be like one of those wooden bars uh, kind of branched over it to keep it shut from this side. Jarzak so. starts like counting the uh, party members and then counting the directions we can go and then <laughs> counting. He's like, one for each of us. Split the party, split the party. Rock trap, rock trap, hoochie mama. Um, we, we should at least make sure that uh, these rooms here are clear before we go forward. Clearly. What if these rooms are the way forward? Are you getting philosophical right now? Let's pick a fucking door. But what if like going forward means we have to go back? I picked <laughs> like, door number one. I'm going to go set off that rock trap. I'll be right back, guys. <laughs> Stamp on it as hard as you can. <laughs> Fuck this quest. I'll Knock you. Oh, <laughs> that's dark. Okay, so I'm sorry, Ronnie. What's door number one to you? First door you mentioned. First one on the left. There you go. So the first one on the left. All right, so you just walk down the hall and look at it. Yeah, it's just okay. another reinforced door. Uh, this I one listen has. At it? Yeah, this one has one of those little dungeony peek through thingies too. Um, but instead, this room is actually dark. Uh, it doesn't look like there's any lit torches in this one. But listening in, you don't hear anything in particular. Um, unless you want to roll a perception. 
I'm gonna roll a perception. Oh, well, that's a mistake. I don't trust it. This is this was a good choice. Send the one person I got can't see. <laughs> My cleric senses are tingling. You hear something like weirdly whispering and growling in the back of the room, as if like the sounds of like a contained windy whisper is just kind of like rattling around angrily in the back of the room. Where to go anywhere? And he kind of brings up his shield a little higher and starts to like grope at his mace and doesn't realize he might eventually hold it upside down. He's like, I think something's in there. Something not good. You're really going to make him hold his mace upside down, Ronnie. Yeah, that's how I picture him. You're going to make him die like this. This is the <laughs> hill up. he's going to die on. The upside down mace accidentally hits his teammate. Woo! Party! And, and you know, Norhill is there too. Uh, yeah, uh, to back him up because Norhill's going to check um, one of the doors across the hall. How? So on the left, there's two paths, and on the right, there's one path. How deep down do? Well, doorways. Oh, okay. So yeah, and then see. there's like straight in front, and then to your right, there's an actual hallway. Which is yeah. why there were four of us, four people. Yeah. Yeah. We all knew it. We're not doing it though. Jarzak's gonna go check out the second door on the left. Okay. And so as you go meandering down the hallway, um, this door is probably the most standout door of all, as you notice that while the other ones are all wooden reinforced and everything, this one is painted absolutely black and there is a white skull painted on it really crudely, but with enough like incredibly detailed little bits as if like, you know, like what is, what's that art style with like little etchy dots that people do, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, so it's basically like that, where there's a big solid colored skull, but they have like waves of anything like winds around it done with just dots. You know what I mean? So it's like somebody put in a lot of fucking effort on this door, but even looking at it, it feels cold as you approach it, as if like a big refrigerator door or something. You know what I mean? That Charizard, humming coldness. Charizard sees that and goes back to the group. I found the boss battle. <laughs> that, that, that door's not for me. Okay. And so what was Kalika doing during all this? Um, I guess probably just waiting to see which way we're going. Okay. And so as Jarzak says, this door's not for me and starts walking back towards the group, the door on the right at the end creaks open a small notch and all of a sudden a single crossbow coral comes flying out, veering for Jarzak. Jarzak is the pincushion, and I'm going to kill him dead. So the crossbow quarrel goes flying down the hallway and dinks off the side. Jarzak's probably the least tankiest in this group, to be honest. <laughs> so the crossbow quarrel goes flying off and dinks along the ground. And as that happens, the door swings open, and you guys see a group of four of the cultists who look pretty much dressed in the exact same way as the other ones. They all just come like, rabble, 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 and they all come running out down the hallway. So let's get an initiative count. Yeah. 19. I got a 19! Roll off! Let's do it. Ronnie, why do you say it like that? Roll off! <laughs> That's how it. Anton said it? <laughs> it's, it's like the fox hunt was just begun and Ronnie just slapped the side of her horse and screamed tally-ho. Like, <laughs> okay, roll so off! 
What do we got on our 19s? Who's high 19? Who's low 19? Nine. You're high. Whoa. Woo! So it goes Jarzak, then it goes Anton, and did it, unless Kuja I got, got a, got a 20. Okay. Unless, Anthony, did you get a good number? I got a one. <laughs> Dwarf speed! All right, so Jarzak. I, I, I go first from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, the last place point of view. But anyway, it goes Jarzak, Anton, Klika, myself, Norhill. So, start us off, Jarzak. You, at this point, are about 15 feet from the ones that are standing in the doorway, and they all flooded out. So, the back quarter is them jam packed, kind of like your phalanx, with two of them in the front wielding what appear to be short swords and no shields or anything like that. And the guys in the back are armed with crossbows. Uh, all right, then Jarzak's going to use the lightning lure on one of the ones in the back with the crossbow, who probably the one who just shot at him. Solid. Okay, and how far can you pull him with that? 15? 15 feet. That's terrifying. Could you imagine that? One of them shoots, and Jarzak just, like, stops, turns around as they all flood the hallway, and they're like, drop your shit, interloper, and you just whoosh, and pull that guy through the other guy's legs down the hall, like, yeah! Yeah. <laughs> I got a five. Oh. So that's what happens. <laughs> so, Perfect. So that guy just drops with a hefty thunk and just gets pulled down the hall to you. Is he prone or just... No, he just gets... I think he just gets pulled to me. I don't think it's prone. I don't think it's prone either. That'd be very, very broken. But, um, okay, so he gets strangulated and pulled towards you down the hall. Sorry, it's ten feet, so I'd move up uh, five feet if I need to. I'll give it to you anyway. I don't care that much. Okay. Uh, Max damage, eight. Damn. Okay, so with eight points of damage, you kill him outright. So you just whip that guy in the neck and pull him towards you, and as he gets there, he just falls dead at the floor by your feet. You guys better think twice before you finish this off. Did you want to roll Intimidate? Sure. I'd love to. Could you imagine how terrifying that would be, though? Just, like, whip the bitch in the back, pull him forward, and he drops dead? 24. Damn. Okay, and so with that, the three people in here are all just kind of, like, shaking and rattling and holding their stuff. And the guys with the short swords, like drop the swords to the ground and put hands up in the sky and they're just like please let us go go on leave and so and they I just nod towards like down where the the water is and they say so we no can't. they start to look back and forth at each other and they're like we have to go through the top he's like brother we must go this way and they just like start like kind of scrambling and they just make a run for it and get the heck out of here and just go running straight down the way past you guys you hear a certain metal clink noise. I was going to say. <laughs> Four cultists come in the hallway. Three cultists leave the hallway. Rock Trap takes the rest. <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, they just go booking it down there and leave behind every bit of their stuff. Oh, I thought they were going to get me, guys. Yeah, just like <laughs> turns slowly back to the party like, guys, what the fuck was that? Oh, man. <laughs> I've, I've tried that whole big and scary thing, and it's never worked out before. Well, to be oh. fair, you are big and scary, and you did kill that guy. Yeah, I usually don't <laughs> do that first. That might be the technique. Again... 
I do think it's really funny. The banter that happens in this group for some reason feels way more jokey than it has to. But just the way that Norhill said, like, in, in their defense, you are big, tall, and scary, and you did kill that guy. Like, I don't know why that's just so weirdly, like, dehumanizing of the fact that there's a dead body on the floor next to you. Like, well, you are kind of smelly and creepy, and you did kill that guy. Well, we, go, we call that tactic shock and awe. Shut the Worm. fuck up, I, Anthony. I must, I must I remember know. that for <laughs> just, next time. Just, we're not <laughs> calling it shock and awe, even though that's exactly what we should call it. How did you come up with that that quickly is beyond <laughs> me, and I hate you. I'm just kidding. That was solid. But anyway. So I'll remember the shock and awe technique for next time. You kill first, then you scare them. I've always tried <laughs> to scare them first, and then I have to kill them all. <sighs> just, Either way, oh. they die says the, the good cleric in the back. Either way, they all die. I'm an equal opportunity killer. <laughs> Hopefully th three of them could survive this day. Very good. And so with that, um, their door is wide open in the back, and you can see the, the uh, lantern light inside of there flickering around as is. I'll go check it out. Okay. And so Jarzak goes wandering in there. Did... Um, did Anton and Norhill want to check out the room that they were standing in front of, or did you guys want to follow into that room? I kind of want to check it, because in case it's something, like, really, really evil, I don't think I'd want something really, really evil hanging around. I'd rather take care of it sooner rather than later. Okay. And I do want to check the third room, just so that we know absolutely sure that nothing's going to be creeping up behind us. Third room meaning the creepy black door, or uh, the door in front of you? Yeah, the the only the only door that hasn't been tracked. There were three doors, right? Yeah, uh, uh, goons came out of one of them. One that Anton is in front of, and then there's one more. There's the black door, the one that the goons came out of, and then the one that Anton oh. and Norhill are in front of. Uh, Can I? I'm backing. I'm backing up Anton. Uh, checking that door. Okay. Can I take out like my sensor or something and try to like bless the doorway? <laughs> I know I can't actually bless, but like. Something to make me feel more comfortable. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that's real good. So you light up your sensor and you kind of do the little waft thing to the little cone that you have for it. And as you hold it up yep. towards the little entry doorway thing and look through the bars, you see the smoke that's kind of just naturally billowing out of the sensor. All of a sudden starts to kind of like centralize into one direction and blow into the room as if something's like... And all of a sudden it comes rolling back out at you as if somebody just took like a hefty hit off, a, like a drag off a cigarette and just blew it right back out at your face. And it felt like six inches from your face looking in the room. And as you're looking in, you see absolutely nothing. And this just gets blown back as if something's just staring you dead in the face three inches away. And Norhill does see this, though at a height disadvantage. Anson just gives a nervous gulp when he looks toward the others and he says... Get ready, I'm opening this door. Uh, Jarzak, get back. There's something here. Well, Jarzak already left. He went into the other room to go check the people's stuff. Kalika's the one who's just sitting here picking her nose. Yeah. Where is Kalika going? Um, I think if she saw... Depends on how this timed out. Because, like, you know, there was the one round of combat where a bolt just sort of flew, I think, by Kalika at Jarzak. Because no, no, no. Jarzak went down the hall to check the spooky door. So Kalika, I just imagine, stayed in kind of the armpit of the hallways. So yeah. she was always closer to, like, the entry of this whole area. Okay. Well, if she 
saw Jarzak go into the room that the goons came out of before she heard uh, Ronnie or um, Anton say that he was going to be opening the door, she'd go there. But if it happened the opposite way, she'd go towards Anton. It's whatever happened first, I guess. That sounds like a Klinka thing, though. Whichever one happened yeah. first. It's all about immediacy with her. But, okay, yeah. yeah. Jarzak going in the room would have happened first, because... Anton had to prepare the the incense and everything for the sensor. But okay, yeah. So then, if you two went in that room, Jarzak go into a room. She would have followed him. Okay. And so with that, um, does this mean that Anton and Norhill are going to open the door and peep in? Okay. We're gonna do it. Okay. And so as you do that, as you push open the door, let's get an initiative going. As something from absolute darkness. Oh fuck. I got a four. 18. What? 19. Oh, damn. 17. Okay. And Jarzak can roll into this, too. So we got Norhill, Klika, me with a 10, and Ronnie. Anton. Anton. Yeah, you might be muted. I am? 19. No, no, not you. No, no, not me. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I got a 19. I've been on fire with my initiative rolls. So then let's get a re-roll from Norhill and Jarzak. 13. Can't let someone else win now, you know? Uh, but I did with a three. Okay. So Norhill, Jarzak, Kalika, me, and, uh, me, Anton, right? Yeah. Okay. So with that, Norhill's first. So the door opens up, and before you was a pitch black chamber. What would you like to do? Uh, so Norhill is going to shuffle up to you know stand in the doorway and you'll block anything that might be coming out and protect Anton. Okay, so we'll just say, we'll say you step foot into the room to be able to be in that blocking bottleneck kind of position. Yeah, and then uh, he's going to use his action to dodge. Okay, fair enough. Okay. And then now we'll go to Jarzak, but Jarzak's doing shit in the room, right? Yeah, Jarzak's going to walk into the room and check out what's in there. And this room is just your common barracks. It looks like living quarters. It's very desolate. It's not very kind. It smells really bad in here. But there's probably about five sets of bunk beds inside of here. There's a few foot lockers and chests. Um, but it seems like all those are already kind of open and they don't seem to be, the, you know what I mean? It doesn't seem like they'd be keeping anything of importance in here, but in the middle of the room, you do see a blackened altar that has a few candles on it that are burning, um, with a peculiar gray kind of smoke coming out of them, but seated directly in front of it are a handful of like three rubies and each one of them glimmers in a way that they look like they're worth about 25 gold. Not very big, but they sit on a little pewter platter, and they're just sitting there about the middle of the room. But Jarzak's going to walk over, uh, blow out the candle, and grab the rubies. Damn. <laughs> we don't need none of this stuff, Klika. Okay. And Klika is probably going to follow in and do the same sort of thing, or stand in the doorway and just kind of keep eyes on both prizes. Um. So uh, how much time passed between us rolling initiative and or essentially how long were we in the room before we rolled initiative? About six seconds. Okay. Because yeah. uh, I think seeing how 
disorderly and everything the room is clean because oh, no. start cleaning. Yeah. I didn't even think about that at all. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, I would be. I, she's probably already just looked at the um, most damaged object in the room and started casting mending on it, and that takes a minute. So Kleeka's is going to be busy for the next ten rounds unless <laughs> someone tells her to do something else. Kleeka, oh. what are you? What are you doing? Oh, uh, just cleaning up. <laughs> We're. Oh, I guess we might stay here, so that's not a bad idea. Jesus Christ. So anyway, um, <laughs> very good. So at that point now, uh, with Norhill in the room, the... Ronnie, don't mute yourself because you're giggling. People want to hear laughter on the podcast. Ain't that right, everybody cough. at home? Oh, it's a cough? Yeah, good. Yeah, we don't need to hear that shit, Ronnie. Nah, I'm just kidding. Um, and so Norhill standing in the room... Um, you feel something graze your face and something kind of like tickle against your nose for a second. And you feel like some specter just floating about the room, moving things without touching them. Um, but all of a sudden you feel from the darkness, something kind of reach out and grasp around your throat um, with dark, Yikes. cold, kind of really dry feeling hands. Uh, what's your armor class? 18. Okay. So with that, the hands reach out and grasp around your neck, and Anton sees this as he's just standing there with the little incense burner. All of a sudden, you see Norhill just get like, <clears throat> but uh, Norhill takes a quick five points of damage, um, and your strength score is now reduced by one. Well, that's rude. Yeah. But now that this has happened, holding the uh, sensor and standing closer to the doorway now to grab onto Norhill, you two can both sort of see the outline of a darker than darkness standing before Norhill and grasping him by the throat. So for a second, um, yeah, Anton can see like this darker shadowy figure inside the room kind of like looming over Norhill and sort of sucking his life force out. So we'll go straight to you then. Can I cast Sacred Flame, please? Yes, for the love of God, please do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So polite. May I? Please and thank you. Okay. Did that also leave Norhill bloodied, or is he just kind of close to that? Just on the edge of bloodied. Okay. So it does feel like Anton kind of felt this thing's presence and seeing that it was in this room, you kind of have a moment of like, ooh, wait a minute, this is the thing. And then you see it start to choke your friend out, and you're like, <gasps> I got a 17. Okay. Uh, without even um, uh, touching him or and you know getting through his defense and the ray shield and everything. Did well, you roll at disadvantage? I had advantage because I got a surprise on him. But he I was dodging, 18. so it technically would have been flat. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I canceled it out, and I got an 18. All right, all right, okay. Oh, are we checking my numbers on this shit? I was happy to get yeah. my 18. But Dan, did you do your math right? We get the yeah, long math. But anyway, so it does hit. Ronnie, how did you cast it? Did you use your holy symbol? Did you say something fancy? Because you're about to rock the shit out of this thing. <laughs> I feel like he's like trembling. I feel like Anton's never done this before, so he's like shaking, holding the sensor, and it starts to kind of like glow, and he's just like, back off, you beasts! <laughs> he's like shivering. Well, summon so the light of Andor. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
And go ahead and roll damage. Um, does it make a difference? Because for this, it says you have to make... Um, Why did you get a 17? Yeah, I, I was about to say, but I didn't want to interrupt. Was I not it's supposed just, to do that? The same as a save, not a... Yeah. Um, oh. no. On my saving throw, what saving throw do I have to roll for? What's my it's stat? Dex. Dex. Okay, I got an 11. You, you failed. I had a feeling I did. I was hoping I did. That'd be really sad if I didn't. But yeah, okay, sorry. so the room illuminates bright for just a second, and in the like the sort of lightning flash of brilliant radiant light you see in here, um, you can tell that this must have been something of a storage room. But you can also see a shadowy black figure standing over Norhill that all of a sudden like recoils back. So what did you get for damage? You got two points of damage. Well, fuck me, Ronnie. <laughs> Even though it has vulnerability and you deal double damage to it, the thing is. <laughs> It's rocked back a little bit in its in its in its heels, and it's like and starts to descend, and it vanishes in that flash of light, and just like bleeds into the floor and disappears. That was stupid. What was stupid? It just went away. Yeah, it can do that. It's kind of its strength. Calling it yeah, stupid? What the hell? You're like no, stupid chameleons no. using camouflage. <laughs> oh, Anton's still just Stupid. Like, shitless. Oh, okay. And then that's when we close the door and we're like, never going back in here. Nope. Okay. If there's like dirt on the floor. Can I like draw like a holy symbol on the dirt? <laughs> I mean, you could light one of the torches on the walls. Sure. Let's okay. do that. So you just start lighting the torches in the room. And by this point, both Jarzak and Kalik have finished repairing things and coming out of the room. And Norhill still feels that one strength point drained. Um, oof, boo-boos. Um, but yeah, it's just a storage chamber in here. Uh, you can tell that there's about six food rations kind of stacked up in one of the barrels in the back that looks like one of the barrels from Cooperford. Um, but apart from that, there's tons of like embalming tools and a bunch of stacked up barrels that haven't been broken down that are just empty and waiting for something to go into them. Um, but yeah, so apart from that, what's the party want to do now? Go to the cold room. Okay. Guess I'll have to check that door. Georgia, Klico, what did you notice in the other room? These guys are uh, pretty messy. Yeah, I had to move some like boxes and stuff. So, like, because they had like dirt under their boxes, it's so strange. Oh, and you got, that big, you got that big rock from the altar. I got. I thought I got three of them. I just look toward Norhill and I say, are you all right? It was three rubies, right? Yep, each one worth 25 gold. 25 each. Okay, yeah, that's what I marked down. I'm just like, was it one big rock? A number of times people have done that to me. They're like, well, I know a rock was worth like 10,000. I don't know which one it was, but I have it. And there's number three next to it, so I'm thinking I have three of them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, I don't think you do. But, okay. So the quartet stand in the hallway and they can see that that one cold door has yet to be breached. And it leads you to believe that this is probably the room that needs to be entered. So, yeah, the, who's doing the dirty deed? 
Uh, last time I opened the door, I got strangled by a ghost. I'll do it. Clico uh, will do it. Yeah, Clico last time I went first, I had rocks fall on me. So, like, <laughs> next. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ronnie's getting frustrated at opening doors. We know how this... <laughs> no! Oh, no! Every time yeah, Ronnie so... opened a door and broke, broke class stereotypes, she fucking gets killed. So, maybe we don't let her do it. Let's let Clico yeah, do it. Yeah, Clico will open it. Just gets killed. Times it was Wait, like, how, yeah. how tall is Clico? Can she reach the doorknob? She can reach the doorknob. Okay. So, what's the plan, man? Uh, Clico... Can she stealthily open the door? Like, yeah, you can roll a stealth check for it. Just a nine, so not great. No, not great. Um, Okay, and so with that, uh, you slide the door open, and it seems to open with just a whisper. Uh, But this chamber before you is about 40 feet by 40 feet. But again, the light in here is very dim um, to the point that it's almost like low light kind of vision sort of thing in here. Um, There are eight strange looking pillars in this room. Um, Each one of them, like, I don't want to say it, they look like obelisks, like they're just jet black standing pillars. And each one of them has a white painted skull on it. They're equidistant in the room and sort of like almost rib cage the room from where you're standing all the way to the end. And at the end is a stone altar um, and on it, there is a single human corpse that is laid there in basically just like a loincloth, but it's laid there dead. And looking this body over in the low light, you can see that it looks potentially like it could have been one of the teenagers that went missing. Um, And as you look upon the body, you can tell this kid is very dead. It's not, and when I say kid, I mean like teenager, older teenager. Um, And standing behind the altar, you see come from almost absolute darkness. You see a black hooded kind of flick back and you see a short blonde woman kind of peep out from the darkness and she says, ah, Jarzak and all of the friends, I was waiting to hear when you would arrive. Hi again. Jarzak drops to knee, puts his hand on his chest. We've come to serve. You'd roll a deception, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving you advantage on this as you feel the centipede on your back's just like, good, good. There's just one single termite that's stuck in his ear, whispering. Uh, 25. Okay, fucking in the 25. It was, that, it was that and a 22. So, one, one away from a nat 20. Oh, you know what the sad part is? I rolled a 21 with my net advantage because I got the dark fanatic shit. But anyway, whatever. So with that, she just kind of like, her eyes open a little bit and she saw, she's like, you saw the gifts that I have to bestow? She says, then yes. come, worship. See the gifts of our god, Orcus. And she kind of like opens her hands before her and you see the body in front of you start to like slowly wriggle back and forth. And then you start to notice... This kid's not dead. He's just kind of like heavy comatose boy. And she put hands over his chest and she starts to speak in some infernal pact, some sort of code. And I hope this is doing something to Anton for having to watch a necromancer ritual just like unfold. What what does she say in infernal? I want to like. Oh, you speak infernal now? She's doing. Can I like run up and shove her? (laughs) I don't know. 
I figured Can that I made run the up most and sense. Shove her. <laughs> we'll say this and thank you. Let's roll for initiative on that then. Can we all roll initiative or just Anton? Oh, everybody. <laughs> no, we just let Anton die. <laughs> Runs up, shoves her, gets exploded, and we're just she, like, yep. Yeah, she's spiritually open. He wasn't the door with us. First. Yeah. All right, so I've got we a fixed initiative that for this. So what do we got for you guys' as initiatives? 1922. Hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, so 22 for Klika. And then 19, we said? Yep. Just fucking killing it. That's like the third 19 you got for initiative. Did you, can you I, I have anything a, else? I have a plus zero to initiative. I don't have any speed. Like, I've just this. <laughs> it's been on fire. What do we got for Nor Hill and Anton? 14. 10. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. 10. Like, can I sprint up there? No. <laughs> you go last. <laughs> well, if she's not moving till then, I mean, would. Isn't she acting first? Yeah, we could say, just like Anthony said before, technically you're the first to go because you're the one who would make the action. Everybody else is just like, okay, Jarzak just bought us a time, but he's <laughs> doing the thing with that body, right? The problem is, is because your initiative was that low, Ronnie, um, she already begins reciting the infernal incantations and you're just like, yo, I get that we got an in on this, but I need to get the fuck in there and stop it. And as soon as you bust ass into this room and start to sprint across it, it's about 40 feet long, this room here. So you, if you want to double move, you can make it up to base contact with her. Okay? Yeah. Okay. I but know. in the Thank time you that you're coming over action. here, you can see all of the open orifices of this guy's face start to glow like a bright red. And you can see smoke start to burn out of his ear holes and his eye holes and his mouth holes and everything. And he just starts to kind of like jiggle around and you feel the latent heat in the room. And with that, Olivia looks to Anton as he starts to run up, and she pulls out a morning star from her belt, and she says, Bask in the glory of death! Orcus lives again! And so with that, um, okay, now we go to the top the of Orcus. You, you can stop now. <laughs> Does she still believe it? Uh, but she doesn't know, she know what, it, what did she what? say in a, Infernal? You never yeah. told us. Who speaks Infernal? I, Jarzak does. Oh, she's just saying. She says, praise be to Orcus. Let this death live oh, again. Okay. Only in the beautiful you know, image of the uncreation of life. Yeah, Jarzak will pretty much say the same stuff in Infernal that she's saying and not realizing <laughs> that it's already sprinting up to attack. Just, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, away! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now, how does she know that Anton's trying to be aggressive? He might just be running up there because he's so excited to see it happen. That's true, and he is even holding his weapon upside down. That's not that yeah. threatening. Because <laughs> the pre-established upside down weapon. Can Anton even double move and pull his weapon out? Is he that coordinated? I don't know. Just footballs it across <laughs> the room and kills her. Uh, <laughs> meant to do it. So Klika goes first. Alright, uh, so if we're 40 feet away, Klika will move the 30 feet of her movement and then pull out her light crossbow and take a shot at Olimia. Okay. Naturally. And, and a kapow. 25. Holy cow. Yep, that's a hit. 
What is this, the 20 plus crew? What the hell's going on here? Well, that was a 19 for my like base roll, so yeah, I almost okay. had the right. crit. And that's six damage. Okay. And can I take the hide action as a bonus action behind one of the pillars because it's low light and everything else? Yeah, we'll say that you managed to run into there and you stood in a way that you were 30 feet in, but behind one of the pillars. Yeah, totally. So did you want to roll that self check? I got a soft 20. Okay, very good. Easy to remember. Um, okay, and so now it goes to Olivia, and Olivia, standing where she does, she immediately, um, oh boy, what am I going to do? So now that Anton's ran up into full contact with her, um, her hand starts to glow black as she pulls it away from this now incinerating and burning corpse, which you see the skin and the flesh start to kind of like deteriorate and burn away. Um, and she, with her hand burning black, she says, I knew that if you were to be coming down here, I'd have to deal with you personally. Your light means nothing in the beauty of darkness. And so that she tries to grab at you with quite a terrifying looking blackened hand. And you almost can see the bones in her hand start to like come out of the black light underneath it. And she reaches forward. What's her armor class? 16. Okay. And so with that, you managed to dink it off of the shield, feeling an intense amount of deathly energy, by the way, Ronnie. I almost killed you right there. Just saying. But you were like, <laughs> she's like, eh, like reaching with a little skeleton finger. You're like, fuck, get that away from me. But, okay. And so with that, she uh, I guess stands her ground, and she just stays here with all the conviction in the world that she's going to make it out of this one alive. Uh, and now we go to Jarzak. Oh, yeah, sorry about this. Guess we're doing it now. Jarzak's going to use Booming Blade. Oh, boy. Okay. Are you going to clear the distance in the room using the fancy bonus action, or is that not... Uh, I was imagining Jarzak was up with her already. No? No. Because you were in the doorway. You were just yeah, standing they... in the doorway, and you were the one who came through and like, Talking we've come to, to her worship. As she wa- <laughs> Okay. And then that's, that's when fine. everybody's just standing in the doorway and she's like, good, come forward. And then Anton's like, <laughs> and just comes running in the room at full speed. Yeah. Well, we, could say, we could say that you made it so that one movement speed and you'll be up in base contact. I can use my bonus action. It doesn't matter. Uh, 16 to hit. Okay. And 16 hits. And that's 10 damage. Okay, so you swing in at her like that, and you chop her, and she's wreathed in the booming energy there, right? Yep. And so as she's wounded, she grabs at the blood and, like, clenches it in her fist, and you see it start to, like, steam and bubble in her hand, and she says, we could have been so much more, Jarzak. You could have served me. You could have been seated at my bone throne as we both echo out in the darkness of night to walk as God supreme. Orcus is not supreme. And behind so, the pillar, you hear Kleeka say, he'll give you a bone throne. <laughs> she just giggles. Kleeka is now detected. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like, oh no. But with that, 
um, as she says this and starts to kind of cackle to herself, a single wreathed form of absolute darkness leaps up from the ground right next to Anton and next to Jarzak and just reaches for Jarzak's throat and tries to strangle you. So, what's your armor class? Jarzak might die here. Uh, 16. Oh, thank God. All right. I mean, I'm not rooting to kill you, but I got four points of damage as the thing wraps its cold fingers around your neck and starts to strangle you. And you hear this weird piercing screaming noise, almost from like a different plane of existence. And you lose one point of strength. Are you dead? No, I'm just, you know, now even weaker. (laughs) Ow. Okay. And so now there's this shadowy form standing over there in the clusterfuck of melee that is going to be our campaign. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, indeed. Okay. And now it goes to Norhill. Uh, so Norhill is going to you know, fully double move up the 40 feet uh, so that he's standing right, uh, right beside Anton. Okay, yeah, so you can, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the same distance to be flanking, and you'd be flanking, I imagine, with Jarzak and Anton getting the benefit from it. So, if that makes sense to do okay. that. That feels yeah, like the Norhill move. Yeah, and uh, I'm a protection fighter, so I need to be within five feet of someone. Okay, so we'll just say that Jarzak was on the, on the well, mm-hmm, never mind. That's actually going to get a little bit important, isn't it? So we'll, okay, this is tricky. Um, we'll say that you stand equidistant from both Anton and Jarzak, so that Jarzak and Anton are flanking. So you don't get the benefit of it. Okay, that's fine. Let's say that. This is going to be confusing. That's fine. It's an entire campaign. I'm sure it'll never come up again. Um, okay, so you double moved up there, and that's you. Uh, and now the skeleton on the table that is now ripped from its its flesh and everything in is just like a small conflagration as the fire comes seeping out of its eyes and out of its rib cage and this burning form starts to just immolate it's just a burning in the middle of the room and it climbs off of the off the uh, altar here and now stands also in this melee directly behind norhill and swings in with its clawed bony fingers uh, and your armor class is 18 and so it swings in and it dinks off your armor. You're you have a shield too, right? Yes. Okay. So it manages to you deflect it and keep it at bay. Okay. Um, and now last to go is Anton. Doing um sacred flame again on that shadowy fucker. I okay. That that doesn't okay. What? The only thing I was gonna say is I don't know how bloody Jarzak is, but I imagine he might be. He is very bloody. But I don't know. Uh, I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying Anton also has been very dedicated to eradicating this little shadow beast. So, Like, I would say less than a third of his health left. Cure wounds (laughs) is one action. Oh, they're both one action, so I can't do them both right. No, you can only cast one spell a turn unless... The cantrip happens to be a bonus action. I do have, for a bonus action, a part of my class. It's, um, where is it? If you have healing word, you can healing word and use the cantrip. I have healing word. Okay, so you can But I also have another action. Where is it? One second. It was a, oh, it's a reaction. Warding flare. 
When you're attacked by a creature that can be blinded within 30 feet, you can impose disadvantage on the attack roll. Well, that could be helpful when it comes up, but if we're using the rules as uh, as we've so many times had to explain it, uh, we would be able to have her do Sacred Flame and Cure Wounds, right? Or I can do Healing, healing word. word. Oh, Healing Word, yeah. Yes, yeah. Bonus okay. action spell with a cantrip as your action. Yeah. Okay. So I'll do Healing Word first. Okay, so what do you say? I'm, um, yeah, I'm just going to... Yeah, what's the word? What's the word? Light is the word. Excuse me. I won't forget it. Illuminate! Um, illuminate! Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to cast on here. It's uh, a, it'll be a D4 plus wisdom modifier, right? It's a D4 plus yep. three. Really, really. Six. You got six points. Well, cool. Ooh. And nice. then go ahead and roll that sacred flame on the shadow beside you. Uh, so that's the deck save. Yeah, you have to make a saving throw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a six. You failed. Thank you, Ronnie. How can it hit you with one point of fucking light damage? Fuck you know how lucky you are that I chose the thing that's vulnerable to it, and the thing that has already been wounded, and the thing that's the lesser form of the big one. So, yes, it does die, but in the most painstakingly oh slow process that it could possibly happen in. Just a slow with, light burn. <laughs> yeah, with the six damage you've managed to do. And so with that, after two of these little light flares on it, the shadow dissipates and relieves Jarzak of its deathly grip. And you stand there, a light in the darkness of the Chamber of Orcus here. Um, and so now... Strength back? Uh, it goes to the top of the round with Klika in the darkness. Alright, um, so Klika's going to bound up and take an attack on, I guess, the... Skeleton that's attacking Norhill from behind him. Sure. I thought for a second you were going to use Shadow Blade, but I don't think that's. No, I don't have that. Yeah. 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 All right, so you can rush up and you can climb up onto the altar and stabulate it. Okay. She's going to do that with Flicker. Is that going to be at advantage or just regular? I'll give you advantage. It's a flank. Okay. Kill the skelly boy. Probably not. Uh, 14 to hit. That's a hit. Nice. Total boner. Nice. Oh no. What have I done? Things. Please stop. Damn it, damn it, damage. Yeah, just uh, seven damage. Okay. And as you stab in with this fancy schmancy dagger, um, I probably should have told you a second ago, but it's a plus one dagger. Um, and you did seven points, now eight. Now eight, yeah. Okay, so you stab in on this thing, and you can tell that a lot of the fire inside of it becomes brutally unstable, and it starts to heat up a lot, and it is right next to everybody. Um, it's not dead, I, but it looks definitely wounded. I imagine that since it's a skeleton now, she was using the skull on the pommel and just bashing it. Sure, sure. Because you can't really stab a skeleton Shh. with a dagger. Shh. Don't know that. Um, okay, and so you now can, you can crit and sneak attack it. I'm sure you can kill it with a dagger. Yeah, look, you can critical hit and sneak attack undead. They have those things. I know. We're <laughs> over it. 
I've learned to just accept my fate. <laughs> I, for one, welcome my new lord and masters. Um, so now, uh, goes to Olimia. And so Olimia prepares to grasp again in on Anton with that deathly bone grip and just says, you will not defy me and you will not, you will not ruin my place of worship. You will all die like the rest. It's an attack roll, right? Oh, no, it's not, right? No, no, it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. God damn it, Anthony. Uh, with a reaction, she's going to take that attack roll with disadvantage. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. You did that one. Okay. That's why I'm like, Anthony, why are you fucking asking? <laughs> but, okay. And that is good because that actually just changed a 21 to an 11. Lord so Slayer. Yeah. No. What? What, you, no. what? No. Norhill did his yeah, reaction did move yeah. and so, he just oh. dinged her arm back. So the people who are within five feet of me, I can use my reaction to cause disadvantage once per turn. Yeah. How? What's it do? He distracted her. So I, I imagine the hand thing. Like, take my shield and bonk the hand out of the way in this particular case. Yeah. So, by the way, that probably would have fucked Anton up hard. I keep getting really scared using the spell, but I'm like, that's what I think Olimia would do. Yeah. But each time she managed to get blocked away. So, okay. That's why I position myself this way. So now we have Jarzak, who is now shadowless. But we have the burning skeleton behind you as well. And we've got Olimia before you. So, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm gonna ask the DM where the skeleton falls in initiative order. <laughs> no, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the uh, Elimina. Okay. You get the advantage on it for flank. Perfect. Just what we like to hear. What do we got? Uh, whew. Whew. Uh, twenty-five. Okay. Miss. Yeah, no hit. Go ahead. For nine damage. Damn. Okay, she is heartily wounded as you swing in an axe or in the back. <laughs> That's so brutal. Just battle-axed by an orc in the back. It's like, okay, I think I'm out. She's not dead yet, but she is heartily, bloodily wounded, and you can tell looking from the front that she's like bleeding from her mouth at this point. She is not doing well, but she's like reveling in the agony of it all and almost accepting death as sort of like she's riding this thing to the end. She ain't backing down because death is waiting for her. And she'd rather uh, die this way than not. Oh, so that was uh, Booming Blade as well. Oh, okay, so she's still wreathed in it if she decides to yeah, wriggle yeah. and wiggle. Yep. Um, okay, and then anything else from you? Uh... Or doing shoutouts. Uh, I'd like to thank the innkeeper for hooking us up with that ale back at the... But have you seen Sabrina the Teenage Witch? No, I refuse to have combat interrupted with that nonsense. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's it. Okay, and so now it goes to Norhill. All right, uh, Norhill is going to take a swing at Olimia. Okay. Uh, 18 to hit. That's a hit. All right. And, um, yes, blow. Uh, and Norhill can tell that she's like reveling in the reality that she's about to die, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to deal. Hmm. 
five points of piercing damage. Oh, I know where this is going, too. I see exactly where this is going, you fucking dirty bitch. You're going to non-lethal her, aren't you? Oh, that depends. Does she drop Dan? <laughs> she does drop Anthony. Non-lethally. And you're like, you ain't dead, bitch. You're going to rot in a cell. That is literally a fate worse than death for her, right? <laughs> That's... I love how I was like, wait a minute, he's either going to say a quip or, and I'm like, oh, he asked if she's reveling in her death, and you bop her on the head and knock her out, and you're like, prison sentence for you. That's no, awful I, good. I, I End of the line. Very good. And so as she clonks to the ground and smacks her head off the altar on the way down, these, the very strong reality of our burning skeleton is still afoot. So as she clunks to the ground and is prepared for prison, the skeleton, however, is not ready to be locked up just yet and swings in with its claws at our buddy Norhill, and it fumbles. Fuck my goddamn play. Uh, okay, Anton, you're up. I'm going to smack it with my... What do I have again? I have a mace. But you're hitting it with the handle, so... Yeah. Roll it up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I am pro self disadvantage. 17. Oh, do I have to really do disadvantage? No, 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 no. Ronnie, please, for the love of God, don't. You got 17, so go ahead and roll damage. Five points of damage. Okay. So you managed to bonk the thing and it dies, but as it breaks and you shatter through its uh, root cage yeah, full of flames. Dun, 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 dun. Every single one of you, mother effers, takes three points of damage. Does she also take three points of damage because she's on the ground right next to it? She does. Okay. She's like, ow. Is that fire damage? Yep. Alright, I'll use absorb elements for my reaction to have it down to one damage. You know, somehow that's annoying. I know. I don't know how yet, I, but just the fact Klinka's just like... Because it's the end of combat and I could have just, like, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> you literally just like like skill run that entire combat, took no damage at all. <laughs> the point where you, everybody was supposed to, you fucking cheat coded it and were like slurped it up Hoover style. But one thing you noticed uh, as you guys check over the body of Alimia before you're picking uh, her up and taking her away. Oh. Before before we end initiative order, uh, so it would be Kleeka next and then Jarzak. Jarzak's going to finish her off. Oh, that's so brutal. And remove her head, as promised. So I imagine as everybody else is just kind of recovering from the fire blast, Jarzak comes through from the steaming heap and just beheads her as she lays on the ground unconscious? Yep. Oh, that's conflict right fucking there. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Oof. Oh my goodness. Okay, yeah, so you just leap through and chop her head off, and then everybody else just hears the metal clang with that, like, rolling pumpkin noise. Saw and this just, coming. <laughs> no, I didn't even think about that. I did. I was like, oh, here yeah, we go. I was just like, well, I promise my <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and you're, that's so brutal. So as, as her head rolls off, you hear the clinking of chain as a necklace falls off her neck, and on it is a single silver key. Um, and yeah. So I think that's probably as good a place to end this as any, unless y'all want to do loot. Loop, loop, loop. Or do we level up? That's an awkward spot to pick up if we're going to do loop. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Fine. Yeah, I'll, gra I'll grab this There's necklace with the key. That we need to do too, obviously. But, yeah. All right, Anthony. 
Fine. All right, everybody. We're not going to bed yet. We're going to role play some more. No, I'm just kidding. We'll just pick it up right after the axe chops and the pumpkin head rolls across the floor. And Jarzak just kind of like pulls the axe back on the ground and just like nothing happened. Grabs the head. <laughs> That's also kind of fucked. You were going to go on a date with her 12 hours before this. What the hell happened? That, that bond with the god is stronger. <laughs> he gives me strength. Yeah, the, his path to power... <laughs> She wasn't in the way, and then she was, and now she's dead. That's very true and very <laughs> yeah. scary. And uh, you know what? That's a good note to end on. And that's the end of the first quest, Scraping the Barrel. We'll do all the recappy stuffs and putting everything back together on the next episode. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's the Young Grognard here. I want to say thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. If you have anything you'd like to tell me, any questions or concerns, shoot me a tweet over at YGrognard on Twitter, or send me an email at younggrognard at gmail.com. As always, keep it real, and more importantly, keep it dungeonous. Thanks.